0: This podcast is offered by the San Francisco Zen Center on the web at www.sfcc.org. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and maybe good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are. And I'm very, very happy to be here in front of you. And also deep thanks to Davy, David Silverman, Diabot, and San Francisco for the invitation, and Nancy and also uh, Coddle for helping me to be connected with all of you. Um, so uh to today I'd like to share um the theme that you were practicing or studying and the last angle, I think I heard that you, just, you finished and um, it's about karma. And and then I'm gonna share my thoughts and my own experience and maybe a personal stories. And, and then I think after a Q and A. And so, so first of all, very honored to be here and I'm very, very grateful. Um, and talking about karma is, we are here, just very straightforward for our karma, or individual karma and our collective karma. And my karma with Zen started in Mexico City, in Mexico City, and, and my relationship to this place to San Francisco Zen Center. Maybe you've heard this before, many times for many speakers or teachers. They was through the book of Suzuki Roshi, Send My Beginner's Mind. Um, and that was the book that being in Mexico, started my practicing and sitting month, sitting weekly, every Saturday, W- we didn't have a dharma talk because there was no a teacher, official or authorized teacher. So we were just a sitting group in Mexico City. And and then I found this book, and that was quite my bible, and sense, so to speak. It was about a Buddha really inspired me to come back to the practice. And then I read many, many, many times. And then I read in Spanish, obviously. And I so. So that, that book was, it was, um, getting me into the, into the Dharma and to wait for once a year, uh, to have a Dharma talk from my teacher, for my first teacher, uh, the Korean Zen Master Samusunim. And then, and another important piece that, that brought me, brought me to trust in the Dharma, I, I tried to remember who was the, uh, the author or the teacher who said? but I guess, maybe I am wrong, I was, it was Suzuki Roshi. There was this interaction with his teacher and his teacher uh, say, you have to go to United States to teach, to teach Zen. And then Suzuki said, well, I don't, I don't speak English. And, And the teacher said to teach Zen, you don't need to speak English. And that for me, uh, it was so inspired because I didn't, I didn't speak English at that time. And then I had the invitation for my teacher to go to to a Zen training in Chicago, and and then, and then I said, okay, if we, if we, you can teach Zen without speaking English, so you can learn Zen without without knowing English. So that was quite for me. Um, the inspiration to trust in the dharma and keep going and as as you as you know as you heard many many times uh the word karma so karma means 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 basically action and then there is a good karma and there is a bad karma and and then every day if you are living in a in a center when a monastery we reside in the morning the, the gata of the atonement all my ancient twisted karma from beginningness, basing greed hate and delusion body speech and mind i vow to atone so from the beginning just of the day we recognize our or karma and then and then karma karma is like i say is action and this action, it could be good or it could be bad, but also karma is really, really connected, connected with, with intention, with intention, connecting our behavior. What is our intention when we interact in our everyday life? And this, and this karma, um, sometimes the, the, what we call the bad karma is based in or ignorance or based on our three poisons of the mind this greed, hate, uh, and delusion. Or it could be an awakened mind or actions when we are really away and we are clear and then we act from sense of connection or intervene of compassion and wisdom, loving kindness. And we cause a good karma, so to speak. And for me, related with karma, with the past of the, of the years, Practicing, I really, really, really getting more convinced, convinced with the practice of the precepts. I think for me, the precepts are the foundations. Is the foundations of uh, of, of, of of our path, or of the or the path to awakening? Uh, without precepts, we don't we are not gonna get anywhere. Even if we can sit a lot, even if we can be hermits, so to speak, and sitting and sitting and not to have the other side of the equation, they are the precepts, the ethical training. And and then, in my own, in my own experience, I when when I was in Mexico City, after, let me tell you a story. When I was in Mexico City, uh, practicing for around, around, around two years, I needed to get my visa and to come to United States. So it was no, it was no easy, and it was denied at that time. And so I needed to have quite uh, financial stability, and that way I could apply again and then to get the the visa to come into the states. So. In that time, I I got the offer to work for the government and thanks to a friend um, and the border in Ciudad Juarez. Um, Ciudad Juarez is the the border with El Paso, Texas. And so I say, yes, I went to this job and working in the customs um, for Mexican customs. And then I spent two years um when I, when I decided to, to, to accept that job, I was already in, into the Dharma for practicing for two years and, and weekly sitting and maybe two or three sessions. And then I thought that I was going to handle. I told them that my practice was strong enough that I could quite survive doing, doing this, um, Doing my practice by my by my own without the support of community, and then I was quiet. Really, I was completely off, completely off. And then, um, so I went into this town, into the border town, and then I I had already the the vows of the priests, and then the conditions and the way my work and and the environment really, really, really I was. Uh, I, Basically, I, I brought the precept, so I went to this samsara realm of um, and then I I didn't forget about the practice. It was just just um, um, lazy uh, and to to go into my practice. So the I was not sitting enough, and then I lose contact with the with the sangha. And and then but. After maybe one year and, and and maybe if I was sitting once every two months in my home, that would be a lot. Uh, but really back in my mind, I was just the the experience, the experience before the, of being in Mexico City and practicing practically regularly and with, with a sangha. And then I decided I find out that there was a sechin and a spring, a spring and in a, in a town in Michoacán in and of Michoacán in Mexico, and then I went back, took some holidays and went back, and then I went to do the session. It was quite, it was five day session, short session, and then really it was, it has been the worst and the most difficult and painful session I ever had, and the reason it was the whole karma show up right there in the cushion. All these uh, the the wrong behaviors that I was doing in the border town, and then it was just it was so hard to concentrate over and over again, over and over again, seeing seeing all these actions, all what we call really really the karma, and then I went to Dokusan, the and then nothing nothing was helping me, and then I just was tortured physically and also mentally, because I was really out of the shape uh, physically. So sitting for so long, those who are in sitting and you know about the pain in the knees and the back. So here I, so I saw, I saw the, the, the consequences of my actions. I really saw about my karma and then it was the bad karma. And when I get up from Dasechin, I, I just realized like a, uh, I went to different different state of mind of being and and then joyful. I said, wow, that was good to be here. I Even mean, it was very painful. And then and then I, I tried to go back uh, to my practice regularly. And then in the summer of the same year, I went to Chicago for uh, for the summer session with my teacher after getting my papers and that. Um, I decided to resign to my work and the government and then and then to pursue the residential training and uh, with my Korean teacher. But here, this is story where I tried to 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 explain or to show is how the bad karma works and how the good karma works. And the and the and the bad karma was just not to do the practice and just to to really go into my senses. And be um, into pleasant feelings and bad behaviors, breaking the precepts. And, and then the good karma was the two years before. How, how the uh, Dharma seed was planted in my mind and my heart, they didn't, they didn't forget. I was looking there, I didn't forget. I was looking there, I was, I was safe and um, didn't get into big troubles. Uh, and, um, and they had that good karma came and told me, you know, you need to go back to what you usually used to do. And what was really interesting in that time of my life, the, the working and then I have no resources. I have money, I, I make quite good money. And then I have a house, car and everything that, that everybody would say, you have a happy life. But that was, not, that was not really what's happening in, in my heart. And then when I was in Mexico and struggling to, to live, but I was with my daily practice and, we, and, and be supported by the Sangha, I was really, honestly, I was really happy. I was with so much contentment. So that was what made the difference about how I felt, how was my, myself and my being and then and then Diku karma really really helped me or those machines that, that, I, that I spent before having this formal job and then and then later i i came to um i decided to to do residential training and then suppose suppose the, the plan was to be one year doing residential training and then and then i spent 12 and with four with my teacher, Korean teacher, and eight here in Upaya. And, and then, and another important piece that I see related with karma, with karma is a beside of collective karma, the the individual karma is the collective karma. And, and then the collective karma of a society, but also as I, I would like to share a little bit more related with uh, family karma the the people the in our family you know there are uh, there there is generational karma and, and there is karma and then i for me when when i am be be away from 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 my family from the nucleus of my family and and no interact so much with them because i was in canada and being here in the states and no and easily I was not visiting them often. I could see I could see how how that karma was manifesting and passing on, passing on through generations. In this case, passing on to my nieces, to my nephews, and the way how we educate educate people, educate young young people, and how certain values, certain ideas uh, of my parents, and um, passing through through us and later through through the, the grandchildren. Um, and how how to see the grandchildren of the when they were teenagers, my nieces, to questioning, to questioning if there was the right thing to do, or it was the, the right value to 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 hold. And that for me, and then for me I, I saw one of one of the of things in my family, um, I'm very um, happy and grateful the way how my parents they they raised me, they and they really put the seed of, of integrity and values. Um, but when the same time, there was quite a lot of taboos, especially taboos with with our relationships, with romantic relationships. There was something quite. The, I didn't have good mentorship, so to speak, in the family, um, and then there was so much um, values of Catholic of the church that um, mm, they're putting in place and our and our psyche. So, so the, when I saw that the new generation, the my nieces, you know, they were dating and and, and seeing different way, and know about 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 seeing you know uh, and then and then I saw like a wow okay so so with the perspective to be outside I I support them I support them where I thought it was the right thing you know uh, to but uh, to be able to to feel those feelings when when you are teenagers and then when you want today and to meet somebody else so and then and then and for me um, to see this, this karma going on and, and our families that we need to look at it, and then practice. Here is what is so important: the practice, because what we are doing in Zazang, in Zazang, we are cultivating the wisdom. We are waking up. We are becoming Buddhas. We are really becoming Buddhas. We are we are waking up and to see clear, to to really be to see clear, not to see based on the ignorance, to see the mind where is clear. And then and then to cultivate in the practice of Sazen, of sitting, that is gonna manifest in our behaviors. That's why we to go, we are gonna go to embodiment, embodiment and to and to remove that karma. I remember reading long time ago, one of the same books the one teacher say when you do zazen you are burning your karma and that was quite uh, a strong sentence i said how 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 does that happen and which is totally true and you can experience you can experience when you when you sit in zazen and then whatever happened in, in your zazen when you come out from that zazen i have never seen somebody grumpy about this zazen Somebody say, "Oh, that was bad seat," you know, like uh, to to have a or to have a regret, or, or I spent half an hour wasting my time for whatever your experience it might be, and on the cushion, and and then and and here when we do zazen, we, beside the practice, the pure practice of zazen is coming the practice of the precepts. The precepts that are mindfulness mindfulness trainings, they allow us to navigate with the reality world, with really the practicality of living. And then beside the, the maybe you know, that the precepts have three perspectives, the fundamental and the compassionate way, and also the, the intervening the, from the awakened mind perspective. But but the precepts, the precepts are gonna allow us not to create bad karma, so to speak. And the precepts that are help us to, to really cultivate the soil, so to speak, where our sense is gonna grow. Because when we cul- when we cultivate the precepts, our man, I would say, is more purified, We has less struggle to deal with our bad karma when we are sitting we settle down so that's what the precepts are so important to cultivate and then we have the system precepts and our tradition but i think just holding the the three pure precepts i think there are there are the 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 core the root of the other ten but the not to cause harm or not to cause evil to do good and to do good for others if every intention or every action that we do, we come from that place, not to cause harm, to do good and to good to others, we are really, really contributing a lot to, the, to our personal karma and also to our collective. And this collective karma, we can escape because we are so connected. We are so interrelated. And that's what, um, that's what we can know. We, we are not isolated. So, so every action, every action that we do has some kind of consequences for good or for bad. And the same way, behaviors of other people, you know we, we have the consequences. And myself, when, when to share my, my, my personal story, that was uh, when I applied for for my green card, and it was so interesting that um, you know the, you you are being judged, judged by just papers. You had to fill out a bunch of papers, and that's by whatever the person you can never have contact with with the person who's gonna decide. You enter into the country or stay into the country, um, um, there's a big decision. So I, I understood uh, about, like, a, wow, those consequences of these people, they're holding a lot of power. You know, if we, the, the guy, depends how was his day or her day, will say, no, it doesn't, I don't approve. And they are going to have a triple um, um, effect completely like in my life, so to speak. And that was very interesting for me to experience the, you know, I cannot control anything. And then I just send in a bunch of papers to the Homeland Security and somebody that I don't know is gonna decide about what is gonna be the next for my life. And then I really happy. And then I guess, thanks to the good karma, they turn well, they say yes and that's why I stay here now. But, so we can see that way. We can see that way. One thing that I share um, a lot with people, they don't, don't undermine about your practice and don't, don't think that you are not contributing good to the war. Because we can think that this practice is quite Isolated, you know, we do Zazen and then right now we are doing Zazen most of the time in the Zoom in our own place. Um but but the ripple, but it has a ripple effect, and then the ripple effect is in your relationships and your closest relationships. That's gonna be the people who benefit, and those people, if they benefit from your practice. They're gonna be benefit to others. And that's that the, the Dharma reign goes into the society. And then not to lose hope, especially now when we are we are coming to very interesting times as a human beings and exploring different ways to interact. Like a now minorities of people that has been marginalized by the system. I think we are, we are having voices now. So we are getting strong. And then one, one of the, of the good things is about the technology, about how the information goes quickly. And we are start getting more connected and we are start analyzing. We are start reviewing, Hey, I think we have done something wrong here, you know, um, and then for me um being person of color, being immigrant and coming here to to this to this estate and I was very very lucky to be in, in a wonderful place, the Iupayasen Center the I, right now I am here in quarantine just preparing for Rohatsu and a few days we are gonna start and, and being here and spend my my, whole training here and, and, and the dharma and be quite protected. Um, and then getting now, by started meeting, meeting really, really, really um, United States, uh, so to speak. And I start seeing, seeing the the, the work, the, we, the issues we have to do just to hear used to heal or or karma or, or wrong karma. And then um, and for me um, for me being you know being Mexican and then teaching the Dharma in Mexico and also in Bogotá it has been very fascinated. Um, and to teach the Dharma in the United States, it has a little different it's a little different perspective, well, perspective to the approach, um, there are different needs. There are different needs, just, and, and, and then one thing, just to, to get the, my point across, what I tried to say, um, when I came here in, to Upaya and been as a world leader, and um, I had the the, uh, the fortune to, to meet, um, Ada Francis, Roshi, and she used to come here for us as a guest teacher and, and I, was, I was having a hard time because my tendency, as the way how I am, is to be nice to everybody and please everybody. And it was missing quite lack of leadership as a world leader. And, and then, and then and it, was very, it was very hard for me to say no to requests. And I was struggling, and when I when, um, uh, when I I talked to to Roshi to Aido Roshi, and then she pointed out, I said, "You coming from different culture. You are coming from a culture that always you is okay to be to say yes, you know." And then she used the word, "You are coming from submission, submit, submitted culture." um and then and they say now you are here and your practice is to say no and then she said and the people here the American people has to say yes it has to open up more and stand to get out from from this selfish self-center and then and start learning about community about learning about about connection. And that was really interesting to look at it, because I was not aware, I was so naive. And that, and that, in that moment, start to really honoring my heritage, start quite selling power, empower and and then and then and not to not to get, not to act based on my condition and start breaking that patterns and conditions and, and then and here is, is for me is the same you know like a like being in in diversity groups and and i had opportunity to do some workshops inclusivity with with the ibm with the organization that i work for teenagers and then for me my own experience and just coming to the end of this sharing um at some point, I think, each group, each group, we need to we need to do our own work. We need to do our own work, personal work, collective work as a group and later to come together because we can know, I, I have a sense there, that we can know how this interaction, we are not ready to really mix up, so to speak, the, the groups that we want to work on. I think each of us, we need to To go in and separate rooms so to speak and to do our personal and collective work that we need to heal and to come to come from that but when when one i have seen the the problem when we go into this interaction sometimes one group wants to dominate the other group and that's why we don't get along because because each group thinks that we are right you know the, the whatever interaction or behaviors there are they have the right thing to do, that's the rightness to do. And, and then and then we don't understand each other. And we are completely, completely different, completely different as individuals, but as a collective is is to um to understand our diversity and 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 to really understand our or humanity and, and understand that we are living in just one place, it's this, this war, and to have this global mind or intervening mind, so to speak. And just to end coming back to the to the karma, um, so I heard the 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 sang in San Francisco is coming to to Rohatsu tonight. Um, and, and that is the good karma of one person that 25, over 2,500 years ago, he had this experience, this event in his life. And thanks to that experience, now through many generations, we are honoring and we are celebrating the Buddha's enlightenment. And, and our tradition, and our same tradition, and our... Japanese and tradition we are we are we are sitting many many sanghas many Zen sanghas are sitting to celebrate that and then that is what for me karma is the good karma and 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 it has been well this is a good and very big big karma a good karma from Shakyamuni Buddha that tends to to his practice we are here connected and practicing and continue continue to honoring and celebrating and to, I would say, reclaim what is us. Is, or us is what we call our true nature or our Buddha nature or Buddha, or Buddha mind. Um, and um, so when I used to, I, in the beginning of my practice, I, just, I was sitting these sessions with a clinging mind with greed, mind wanted to achieve something, until suddenly my practice shift, And it's not any more about clinging or achieving. It's more about receiving, or it's more about allowing, because there's something that is inherent in us as a human being, and this Buddha nature. And then I'm going to stop here and then open to comments, questions, anything. And thank you for your attention and listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the San Francisco Zen Center. Our Dharma talks are offered free of charge, and this is made possible by the donations we receive. Your financial support helps us to continue to offer the Dharma. For more information, please visit sfzc.org and click Giving.